Hey, and good morning. Uh, so grateful that you are taking the time this morning to uh, just connect in together via this live stream. Now, I do want to say uh, when I'm recording this, this is actually Friday afternoon. It's about 2 30 on Friday afternoon. And one of the things that we're trying to kind of figure out if you're in our community and at this time you're trying to decide uh, is it going to snow or is it not going to snow? Right a couple hours ago, I got the call from like the emergency notification dynamic that says, hey, make sure you prepare, make sure you get water, make sure you've got all these things. And we hope that uh, if we are uh, not able to gather at church, and that's the case, if we're watching this, that that you're uh, doing well, that you have plenty of those supplies. And if you do have a need uh, along the way, please let us know. We'd love to uh, just help connect in any way that we can. But but if you're like me uh, on Friday, uh, you know, I'm thinking, is it going to snow? Is it not going to snow? You know, I, I hear the, the forecasters and they're throwing out all these different models. They're saying, hey, there's one model that says it's going to come in a certain way and we're going to get a bunch of snow. There's another model that says, hey, we're not going to get anything. And, and right now I'm recording this video because if we do get something where I live, there's a very good likelihood that uh, that I may get snowed in or that we may be without power. And so we're using some technology to be able to connect in uh, just in case that happens so that we can still connect online. And, and so uh, if you're watching this, I, I would encourage you uh, to let us know where you're watching from. We'd like to know a couple things where you're watching from uh, and how much snow you got, because I know everybody's anxious uh, to hear how that's going. And we're going to be jealous, like if you're in a higher elevation, maybe and you got more snow uh, than others. But, uh, but, but take a moment and just comment right now, and I'll be uh, kind of watching this live with you on Sunday morning, as long as we've got uh, internet or as long as we've got cell service where we can connect in and, and comment, we'll be engaging uh, there as well. But uh, but let us know those kind of things. If we can be praying for you this morning, uh, we'd love to uh, to do that. So if you have any prayer requests, if you have ways that we could be helpful in the midst. Now, uh, hopefully uh, you have made some preparations. Uh, we've heard this forecast, we've heard these predictions and uh, snow's going to come and it's going to come between zero. Maybe there's some dry spots. I heard on one thing, we'll get either between zero and like two feet of snow. And I'm thinking uh, two feet of snow is pretty serious, right? I'm, I'm not real excited about the thought of having two feet of snow coming our way. Uh, and I'm telling my wife today, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, we're not going to get anything. We're going to get like two inches, but she's saying, Hey, do you remember that one time when you told me that? And then we were without power for like three or four days. And I'm like, I do remember that. So I'll make sure I've got gas. I'll make sure to catch water. I'll make sure to be as prepared as I can, even though I don't necessarily trust uh, the forecast. Right. And, and, and that's kind of where I want to lead into what, um, uh, connecting in today. We, last week we, uh, really began in this uh, series called In the Beginning, and we started with this thought of the promise that we see, right? We saw that God had created this world, right? And he created it, and, and he looked and said, man, everything is very good. And then by Genesis chapter 3, we see this uh, uh, moment, right? We see this uh, this conflict, we see this thing that changed everything, and we call it the fall. You refer to it as that way. We'll look at that uh, a little bit. We saw God created. If you remember the three points from last week, like God created, 
Uh, sin separated, but grace permeated. And in Genesis 3.15, we see this promise that the seed of a woman would crush the head of the serpent. So we're picking back up today, and we're going to keep uh, trucking through. And what we're going to see today is that unlike these forecasters, right, unlike the predictions of man, unlike the things that we look at, that we can trust in the promises of God, right? We know uh, that God keeps his promises. And we're going to see in the life of Abram, right, we're going to see uh, that God promises. And not only does God promise, but God provides. And and so as we just continue to lean in uh, to that truth, we're going to see in Genesis chapter 12 today how God uh, makes a promise to Abraham, how God uh, begins to uh, allow us to see how he continues to work out his plan of salvation, how he continues uh, to execute his redemption uh, plan. And so God uh, promises, God provides, right? Now, if you've read from Genesis 3 on up through chapter 11, which we've done uh, some of those things this week, we see quickly just the extent of the brokenness of this world. You can take your copy of God's Word and uh, turn to Genesis chapter 12. That's where we're going to be. And as we scan kind of through the chapters leading up to that, you know, not only do we see that sin has has uh, has become part of every person's life, right? We see that as by one man sin entered into the world, in Romans 5, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. So we see that we are that individuals are sinners that are in need of salvation. But we also see in this that brokenness is all around, right? We see Cain kills Abel by Genesis 6. Wickedness is is, uh, great on all the earth, right? I believe it's verse 5 of Genesis 6 tells us that uh, the the intent and the thoughts of man's heart was evil continually. Um, You know, by the time we get to, we see the flood take place. We see Uh, In Genesis chapter 11, right, we see this post-flood dynamic, and surely we're thinking, hey, after the flood, I'm sure Noah and his family and their descendants, they're going to get it right. But what we see in uh, by Genesis chapter 11, we see this Tower of Babel. Uh, We see that sin and pride has uh, caused God to confuse the language of all the earth. He scattered them abroad, right? We see in just a short time that that humanity is in a mess again. Not only are our people sinners, but nations cultures, families, everything is in a mess. And and the reality is that all of earth is suffering uh, the evil impacts. Uh, They're suffering the impacts of sin. They're suffering the the impacts of the evilness uh, that's around it. And what we're going to see is that the gospel is really our only true hope. So so when people ask you, hey, where does the gospel start? Like, I want to hear the gospel. Where does the gospel start? A lot of us might take folks to uh, the New Testament, right? We might open uh, our Bible and we might talk about uh, Matthew. We might we might start there, right? The first book of the New Testament. But what we see is that the gospel starts in Genesis. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 3, we see this, this promise and we're going to see in chapter 12, uh, really another key spot in this journey. And that's what we want to do as we walk through this series. I hope you're reading along with us in the reading plan. You can uh, go to kelly.church forward slash disciple and you can download a copy of that. Uh, it's a five-day-a-week reading plan, so on Monday we'll be in day 11. It's a great place to jump in, and it's my hope that I'm going to be preaching uh, from one of just the key stories in the reading plan as we walk through the Scriptures this year. So chapter 12, uh, this key spot 
in the scripture, and we see God call a man named Abram, right? And we see him later named Abraham. Uh, but through the call that we're going to read about today, through this, we're going to see that God uh, continues and really launches a plan of redemption that would fill the, the pages of scripture. Okay, now I want to do something here from here all the way to Revelation. And before we, we look at that promise, I want to take this this Bible, I want to take this copy of God's Word, and I want to tell you a lot of times as we read the Scriptures, we look into places in the Scripture. So we look at a story of Abraham, and we put ourselves kind of in that story, and we say, okay, this is what God is speaking to me. And there's there's great things that we can glean from the story of Abraham. There's great things that we can uh, do that. But, but what we find is that God's Word is one big story, right? And what we'll see in the Old Testament is that everything in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. And so uh, I want to give you just a, a tool that I think will be helpful. And I want to encourage you when you read the scripture to think about your place in the story and then to think about where. And when I say that, you'll see what I mean here in a moment. Not, not your place in the story of like Genesis 12, the day of Abraham. Now we're going to see some principles. We're going to see some, some truths that we can take away that God's called us to walk by faith. We're going to see that God... Uh, causes all those who will follow him to be people that walk by faith. Uh, we're going to see that that we can take this truth that says, hey, God uh, has blessed us with salvation. And, and if we're in Christ, if we've been born again into the family of God, we've been blessed with salvation. But we've not been blessed simply to consume that on ourselves and to enjoy the, the joy. Now, we, we enjoy the relationship that we have with God. We enjoy a restored relationship. We enjoy all those blessings. But we're going to see we've been blessed also to be a blessing. So we're going to we're going to see that in, in the end. Last week, we start started in creation. So we're going to say that's scene one. I'm going to, I'm going to try to overlay an image uh, on this video. Hopefully, that'll work, and you'll be able to see that. Uh, but there's a guy named Christopher Wright that shared a story of his pastor, and he said that his pastor took, would take an envelope, and he would write down uh, just these six places in the journey uh, of Scripture, right? And this well-divided places that we would uh, that we would see the Scripture um, really divided into to sections that would allow us to see our place in the midst of this one big story. So last week we looked at number one, and we had just a very brief look at creation, right? But God created all the world, right? He created everything, all that's in it, including us, including the human race, and he created uh, the human race, right? Us made in the very image of God. Uh, so we see that, and, and we can see a down arrow, right, representing that, right? God uh, created. And then number two, we see the fall. And uh, just to summarize that really quickly, we rebelled against God. And as a result of that, the world is broken. There's a curse uh, that, that that was uh, began. We see this, this dynamic where uh, we rebelled against God, and it, it sent the world right into just this spiral of chaos and evil. And today, number three, we're going to see that there's a promise. And so uh, the era kind of moving forward, we're going to see that. And, and this promise that God makes, he, he promises Abraham that he would reverse this curse and that he would bring blessing and salvation into the world. And he would do that through Abraham and his descendants, that he would do that through um, his people. Right, the, the people of God, and we're going to see that those people are Old Testament Israel. So we're going to see that as we walk through the scriptures. And we're going to see that God's going to bring that blessing, even though uh, Abraham 
made some crazy mistakes, right? We're, we're going to see that if you're reading in the plan. You're going to see there's a bunch of stuff Abraham did that's sketchy, right? There's gonna be, we're going to see him uh, say that, that his wife is his sister, and we're going to see him, him just kind of navigate some just crazy moments along the way, some deceptive things. If you join and, and journey through the Old Testament, we're going to see that Old Testament Israel, right, even though they sin and they fail, that God is faithful and that God keeps his promises. So as we think about this, God promises and God provides. And we, we see God is faithful in that. Not like the weather forecasters, right? Those are predictions. But God's promises, right, we can hold true. So we see this promise that's made to Abraham extends through Old Testament Israel. We'll see the people, uh, even though they sin, even though they fail, God remains faithful. He continues uh, to deliver this promised seed through these people uh, that would be culminated right in the birth of Jesus Christ in sending his son. So we see uh, the third thing, the promise, right, begins at Abraham, goes all the way uh, to the birth of Christ. And, and God keeps his promise uh, through the incarnation, right, as Jesus Christ comes and deals with sin, deals with evil, and he does it through his death, through through a substitutionary atoning sacrifice, through his death, and through his resurrection. And so we see the gospel. So as, as we walk through the journey, we see God created. Uh, we see this, this reality that uh, the fall, right? So we creation, we see the fall, we see the promise, and then we're going to see the gospel. And so there's this uh, picture of how God worked through his son, Jesus Christ. Number five is where we're at. So if you want to know where you're at in the midst of the story, I was talking to somebody this week, and we said, you know what? What a blessing it is to be in this place in the story. Because here we are, and we're in the mission, right? So ever since Jesus came, lived us in this life, died on a cross, rose from the grave, ascended into heaven, we see the church birth, and we see Jesus give this great commission, this great commandment, that we would go into all the world, right, and preach and teach, that, that we would baptize believers, that we would teach them to observe all that, that he had commanded us. And so we see that we are, we find ourselves in the mission. So ever since the gospel, right? Ever since Jesus came, those who are following Christ are on mission. And so they are saved. And, and we're going to see something about Abraham, right? He's blessed to be a blessing. Those who are saved, those who are in Christ, we come to faith in Christ and immediately uh, we are sent on mission, right? We, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to be the people that bring the good news of salvation to all people all over the world, right? So here's this, <clears throat> this this beautiful picture of, and very similar in the way that Abraham was called. And he said, through him, all nations would be blessed. And so we see that, that Abraham was blessed, not only um, just to receive his, his own blessing, but he was blessed to be a blessing. And we find ourselves in stage five, uh, and we are in a place where in the power of the Holy Spirit, that we are sent out on mission to bring the good news of the gospel uh, to the world. Uh, and then number six, we'll see new creation. And, and we long for that day when we see Jesus return uh, after uh, this, this final destruction of all uh, that is evil. God is going to live forever with his redeemed people. And we're going to see this beautiful picture of all nations, all uh, ethnicities. We're going to see people worshiping uh, around the very throne of God, and and what a blessing it is to be part of God's story. Uh, and and here's the deal: when when we think about our life, we don't know everything about what our role in that is going to look like. What's it going to look like for us to walk in obedience to God? Where is He going to send us? What is He going to do? 
so here we go. Uh, we're going to see in the story of Abraham that that we have a call, and this call that we have is to walk by faith. So God promises Genesis chapter one, uh, twelve, beginning in verse one. Now the scripture says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, "Go f- uh, forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house." Now, now this is this is a lot that He's asking him to do. He says, "I want you to go." from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house. And then he says, hey, and I want you to go to the land that I will show you. Um, now, that's pretty heavy, right? Can you imagine like the conversation Abraham would have had with Sarah, or that he would have had with his wife? Like, I'm thinking, hey, God's called us to go. And she's like, okay, where, where are we going to go? And he says, well, God's going to show us. And so there's this picture right from the very beginning that, that Abraham is to walk in obedience and it's to be a walk of faith. Now, it's interesting. Why would God call him to leave all these things? Like, why would God call him to leave uh, not only um, his father's uh, house, right, to, to leave his country, to leave his relatives? You know, what is the, the purpose of all that, right? And so here we see that, that the descendants of Shem, right? We remember that that's where the seed of the woman is coming through. So we see that they're living in a place. And what we know about this place is that they're living in a place that is uh, filled with idolatry, right? We, we read of this uh, reality later um, in Genesis 31. We see that, that uh, Abraham's older brother, right? We see him... Um, and really his whole family in Genesis 31, we see that they are worshiping idols. And if we read the scripture, it appears uh, just to, you know, as we look at uh, the scriptures, it appears that um, that Abraham has had a call before. Now, it's interesting, and we, we only can see so much uh, about this, but it appears that God had spoke to Abraham and that he had stopped in Haran. And so in Acts 7, uh, verse 2 and 3, the scripture says this, it says, it says, and he said, hear me, brethren and fathers, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran. And he said to him, leave your country and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you. Now, this is a, an, an interesting picture, right? Because this says it was before he lived in Haran. And we find in Genesis 12 that, that Abraham is in uh, Haran. And so chapter 15, he says uh, to him, verse 7, and he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the year of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. So God has brought him out from there. And so, so he reminds him, and we don't know exactly what that first call might have looked like. I, I like to wonder and think about like, you know, he left and he was on his way to this uh, place that God was leading him and he stopped, right? So what, what uh, you know, what caused him to pause and not go all the way, right? He, he'd remained where he was at, right, for, for I think at least five years. Uh, you know, maybe his family had pressured him to stay. Maybe uh, there were things like that. I, I don't know what all that looked like, but he says, hey, I God says, I'm going to, I want you to leave all these things and I'm going to, I'm going to show you a place 
I want you to go to a place I'm going to show you. Verse 2, he says, and I'm going to make you, look at this, he says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. So God promised to bless Abraham, and in his obedience, God is going uh, to grant his his love. He's going to grant his uh, provision. He says, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make your name great, and you shall be a, a blessing. And God keeps his promises, right? And we see Abraham's name in the Hall of Faith. We sing, uh, kids sing all these songs, Father Abraham had many sons, right? We, we sing those kind of son, songs. And here's the reality. We, if we're followers of Jesus Christ, we are blessed by the promise seed that came through Abraham. We're, we're blessed, not only in that, we're blessed by his example of faith, right? He says, Abraham, you go to the place I'm going to show. And he's like, where? And God's like, hey, don't worry about it. Trust me. And he says, hey, through your life, through your descendants, all the world is going to be blessed. And Abraham is childless. And he's old. Uh, if you read, uh, I believe it's verse 4 uh, in Genesis 12. Turn back there. I closed my Bible there for a second. But in Genesis 12, verse 4, says, So Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abraham was 75 years old. Now Abraham's old. His wife is old. Um, but he trusts God. And we're going to see that you know, uh, God does something amazing uh, in his life. And God keeps his promises. God promises and God provides. So Abraham's childless. He's old. He's called to leave everything. And he says, I got you. He, he said, if you'll go, I'll do these things. And, and there's just this kind of thought that just says, hey, I know you don't understand. I know that all this doesn't make sense, but you need to trust me. Genesis 15, uh, verse 6, the Bible says that he believed the Lord. And we don't have time uh, to, to dig too far into Genesis 15. But the Bible says that he believed the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. We see this uh, quoted in Romans 4. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So what we're going to see is it's always been by faith. And every step that Abraham took, he had to trust God. Verse 3 says, I will bless those that bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And, and so here's this picture. God launches, and we see the promise in and God's been working in the midst of all uh, everything that's taken place since the fall. But but in this call to Abraham, God launches his plan of redemption. And he does it in a way that we're going to see it take up the rest of the scriptures all the way to Revelation. He's going to take this curse and turn it to a blessing. And he's going to do that first through the people of Abraham. But then through Israel, he's going to bring a blessing to all the nations on earth. And ultimately, what we're going to see is... God restoring the brokenness of all creation, and he's going to restore the whole creation. We're going to see a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, so there's this, this beautiful picture of God's saving plan for the world. 
Um, and all this is accomplished by Jesus, promised in Genesis 3.15, and we see it culminating uh, in Christ in the New Testament. So this promised seed, Genesis 3.15, we see in Genesis 12.3, this same dynamic. He says, in you, uh, all the families of the earth will be blessed. We see the gospel. I said we see the gospel in Genesis. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse number 8. Galatians 3 verse 8 says, The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All nations will be blessed in you. What an incredible picture. I love what Robbie Gallaty said. He said, The gospel comes to us on its way to someone else. And so following God, it requires walking in faith. And following God also requires walking in love. Because here's the reality. God didn't just save us uh, and then take us out of this world, right? He didn't just save us and immediately uh, take us to heaven, immediately allow us to experience the fellowship that one day we will experience. But God has blessed us and he's blessed us so that we might be a blessing to others, right? We're in this uh, peace past the gospel, right? We Jesus has come, lived us in this life, died on the cross. He's called us and sent us out on mission. And so we're blessed to be a blessing. God, in, in this passage, he calls Abram to, to father a whole new race of people, right? People who would follow the Lord and give birth uh, eventually to this promised seed. Now, Abraham had all these bumps in the road. We see all this mess um, that he, you know, uh, got in. We see all those kind of things. We're going to see next week, we're going to see this, this promise fulfilled in the birth of, of a son. Or, you know, he made some mistakes and ended up trying to get ahead of God's plan. He didn't trust uh, in, in a way that God was going to provide that seed through his wife. And so we see a mess from there. Uh, we see God even working and, and redeeming in that. But, but we see this um, this reality that even though there was these bumps in the road, even though uh, Abraham was not always faithful, we see that God is always faithful. And we see in the New Testament that in Jesus Christ, that he lived in perfect faith and obedience. And the promised seed, Jesus himself, he died in obedience for me. He died for sinners. Scripture says Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And so what we see is while none of us and Abraham and Israel and all through the scriptures, that none of us could walk in the faith and obedience uh, that 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 would allow uh, you know us to be righteous in in any way in our own strength. Right? It's always been by faith, and the Bible says that Jesus came and that He died a death in our place. Second Corinthians five says, "He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God uh, in Him." And so here. We see this this picture of this imputed righteousness. So the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him uh, as righteousness. So we see that it was by faith uh, that Abraham was made righteous. We see that it is always, right here, so I want you to see it has always been by faith. And the promised seed lived the perfect life, the life we couldn't live. He died in a, a, a sinner's death. He died on a cross in our place. Philippians says it this way in in chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. The scripture says, although uh, he existed in the form of God, 
he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and becoming and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so here's the, the reality. What we see in this, uh, the call of Abraham and the, the story of Abraham that continues all through Scripture, what we see in that, Uh, is just this beautiful picture of God keeping his promises. We see this beautiful picture of God's redemption plan. We see God's faithfulness. Uh, We see in spite of our sinfulness, in spite of our mess, in spite of Abraham's, in spite of Israel's, in spite of all those places, we see that God keeps his promises, that he is faithful. And as a result, we are called to walk in obedience. We are are encouraged to be people that would walk with open hands, right? That's what Abraham did. He said, he said, you you go. And he said, I'll show you where to go. When Maitland shared uh, her testimony from being on the mission trip, Maitland said, hey, I want to live my life with open hands. And so if you're out there this morning uh, and you're just connecting in, or maybe you're connecting in later, I want to encourage you as we look at how God used Abraham, I want to encourage you uh, just to live with open hands that we would, that we would be willing to do whatever God calls us to. God may not call us to leave our family. God may not call us to leave this area, but he calls us to live our life with open hands, trusting in his plan. And what we say is that Jesus is worth everything. And we trust God because we know that he is good and we know that his plan is best. And as we surrender all, as we're willing to separate from the things of this world, right? That's what, it's really what, what he called Abraham to do, right? To leave all those things, to leave everything really, right? His, his father's house, his, his relatives, all those things, right? The comfort that he had there. But when we are willing to do that, when we are willing to surrender all, God then allows us to be blessed, maybe not in financial things, not in all the, you know, uh, not all the prosperity things that maybe this world might afford, but God allows us to be blessed and then allows us to be part of the blessing as we serve on mission for the glory of his name. So I want to encourage you to walk in faith. I want to encourage you to walk in love. I want to remind you that in the overarching picture of the story of God, we see the promise of God. We see God promises, and we see God provide. We're going to see that next week. We're going to look uh, just deeper into the story of Abraham. We're going to look at a test that God gives him uh, and just how God continues to work in and through his life. Uh, If you're out there this morning, if we can be praying for you, if we can be helpful in any way, please uh, connect with us. uh, Reach out to us via the uh, wherever you're, you're connecting with this uh, on live stream, uh, you can contact us at cowie.church, uh, our website. Uh, you can email me at jason at cowie.church. We'd love to connect with you. Again, if, if we can be helpful in any way, please don't hesitate uh, to reach out. We hope that this uh, video finds you all uh, safe and doing well. Uh, we're excited uh, just to continue this journey together as we uh, continue to walk through Uh, the scriptures this year would love um, just to hear from you today if there's any way we can uh, connect Uh, thanks again for for watching with us maybe you're uh, connected online maybe you can share this stream so that others may be able uh, to connect uh, as well Um, so grateful again for all of you we love you Uh, we're we are excited to get back together again this coming week 
Um, let me pray for us and we'll close uh, today. And, and uh, maybe if you're here and you say, you know what, um, I've never trusted Jesus for salvation, please reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you. The Bible says that uh, it is by faith. Uh, the scripture says in Ephesians 2 that it's by grace through faith uh, that we're saved, uh, um, not of works, lest any man should boast. And in God's goodness, he's provided a way. Uh, and just as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, we uh, believe in Jesus, in the gospel, in his finished work of the cross. Uh, and when we do, the Bible says that if we, in Romans 10, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says that we could be saved, that we believe uh, he became sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him, not because we're good, but because Jesus is good. Not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus did. You can be saved, you can be born again, uh, and be part of the family of God. Please uh, connect with us. Um, if, if God's speaking to you, you can call on His name. Scripture says uh, in Romans ten thirteen that whoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you can call on His name today. Trust uh, in all uh, that God has provided uh, through Jesus Christ. Uh, let's pray together. Father, we are so grateful for your word. God, we thank you, Lord, that in the midst of the brokenness, Lord, that you immediately, God, made a promise, Lord, that immediately you allowed us to see, Lord, that, uh, that, that the fall was not the end, Lord, that uh, through uh, the seed of the woman, Lord, that there would be one that would come and would crush the head of the serpent, Lord. And we uh, read and know as we look back and see the cross, Lord, that it was Jesus Christ and that he would come and be born of a woman. God, your word tells us that in the fullness of time that you sent forth your son to be born of a woman, born under the law, that you might redeem those that were uh, that were under the law. Father, we're so grateful, God, that you promised, Lord, and then you provide. And we continue to see that through scripture, God. We continue to see that in our sinfulness and in our brokenness, Lord, that you are faithful. So, Lord, we trust you. We love you. We thank you, Father, for your love for us. And, God, we pray that you would help us, God, to be people that would walk by faith. People, Lord, that would just believe you, that would believe your word, that would live according to your word, God, that would trust in you. And, God, that you would help us to walk by faith. But, God, not only... Would we walk by faith, but Lord, that we would walk in love. We would recognize that if we've been saved, if we've been born again into the family of God, if we've repented of our sin and placed our faith in you, that God, we've been made whole, that we've been made right, that we've been restored and redeemed uh, through your blood, God, through the blood of Christ. And so, Lord, we pray, God, that you would allow us to see that you've not only saved us, but you've saved us and you've sent us, Lord, and that we are on mission. And so, Lord, may we continue to proclaim the good news of the fulfilled promises, Lord, that you have made in the in, in the gift of your Son. And Lord, we thank you for this unspeakable gift. And Lord, we pray for every person that hears this uh, this video, Lord, that watches this, Father, that, that's connecting, whether it be right now or later. God, we just ask for your blessing on them, Lord. And we pray, God, that if they don't know you, Lord, that they would surrender their life to you, God, that they would respond uh, in trust, and just believing, God, in your uh, great love for them, Lord, that you sent your one and only Son. Lord, your word tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, Lord. And so we pray 
God, that you would save, that you would work, and that you would use those who are saved. Lord, and we pray that you would help us to walk with open hands, trusting in you. And Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for being here today. Thank you so much for taking time to join. Uh, whenever this finds you, be careful. Uh, hopefully, if uh, we're watching this, it means we've got some snow. So hopefully you can enjoy uh, some time with family and just playing in the snow and enjoying uh, your time there. Again, if you have any need, if we can be helpful in any way, please let us know. Uh, God bless you and have a wonderful week. Uh, we'll stay connected. Hopefully we'll be gathering as normal uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we'll stay connected uh, throughout the week. And again, God bless and have a great rest of the day. Love you all. Bye-bye.